All right, Zane, I got the Beatles. Did you bring the juice? Yeah, I've, I've got the juice right here. I wasn't sure what kind of juice, so I got uh, orange Jamba and an orange Julius, which I think counts. Okay. Um, and th- thank you for joining me, by the way. You know, I, I, I couldn't get a hold of... Uh, I couldn't get a hold of anybody else. For some reason, meeting in a graveyard on Halloween with a couple of Ouija boards really turns people off. Uh, you want to hear turning people off? Just, you know, <laughs> I'm the one with um, thousands of Beatles. So, you know, it's we're kind of even on that. So, yes. yeah, by the absolutely. way, terrible phobia of bugs. Um, yeah. So uh, thank this you is for gonna, handling that bit. Not going to be a fun night for you, but you're yeah. welcome. That's all right. Uh, just put Happy them over now. there, and yeah. I have the. Uh, we got some juice. Pour them a little bit of sugar water there for them. Yep. Oh, all they're right. drowning. That's great. I think that's supposed to happen, though. It's like a metaphor for death. Okay, so you got to kill the beetles to bring forth the juice. I like this guy. This guy. I, I don't know what this guy is all I have about. To, I have but... to tell you, I was pretty hammered when I was watching the movie, but I yeah. think this should work. <laughs> okay. All right. On on three, we're gonna say his name three times. Yeah. One, two, two three. three. Be- Beetlejuice. 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 Hello, mortals. Uh, hmm. That doesn't sound like. I'm the glad movie. to hear from my cousins from the solar system, known as the Milky Way. Is this Michael Keaton? Oh. What can I do for you, young gentlemen, in a graveyard this time of night by your weird celestial calendar? Where is that coming from? Is that is that coming out of the sky? Yeah. Yes, Pilgrim. Um, I am a red supergiant of spectral type M1 to 2, and am one of the largest stars visible to the naked eye. My powers are yours to command. Uh, uh, until one solar cycle. But it's not the solar that you think. Can you haunt people? We need, like... I can do it from 640 light years away. If you want someone haunted in 640 of your Earth years, I would be happy to do so. I That's don't pretty... think we have that kind of time. I don't, I don't I... want to turn that down, though. Yeah, I, like, it's kind of... Get... It is pretty cool. I honestly didn't uh, even expect this As a bonus, your entire world will be destroyed by <laughs> well, neutrinos and photons. Now, that doesn't sound like a good deal. Um, it doesn't. To be honest, we uh, we just got, you know, like, a bad deal on a car, uh, and, and we're hoping, like, we were looking for another guy who's kind of a car salesman type. Can you help us with that? Oh, I see the misunderstanding. I get this all the time. You were looking for Beetlejuice, but you accidentally summoned me, Betelgeist. Oh, yeah. That might have been I am far, 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 far too old for this shit. I'm going to pal around with the Cooper belt. Well, can you at least put us in with the right Beetlejuice? I can put you into anything from anything. But uh, not in 640 of your light Earth years. That is ominous as I'll hell. I'll get started on that right after I go pal around with the Cooper belt. I think you might have bought the wrong juice. How do we feel about that? <laughs> that was fu- not that what was I was fun. expecting, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, let me get the Wikipedia for Betel guys up. No, I and then we can start to expect. I did not expect. I did not know what to expect, and I'm happy that it happened. <laughs> Are we happy with that, or do like, we need to do a different? <laughs> it's 
<laughs> Wait you a guys minute. bullshitted a lot in that graveyard before I showed up. <laughs> it's called the old. I was just sitting bitch. there like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, you said <laughs> I didn't trust our ability to roll with it, so I'm like, we get we better get like a minute of good stuff in before we ruin this. <laughs> I, I don't trust us for anything. <laughs> Please. I, I had to be like, okay, why am I doing a seance with Dan? Where's Ben? What are we <laughs> You gotta explain a whole lot. Why are there Beatles? The okay. door. <laughs> it's yes and Ben, but there was a lot of and before we got There's to There's a lot yeses. of and. <laughs> we didn't even and, know what we were yesing at. <laughs> until I'm far, it was far, too far, late. far, 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 too old for this shit. <laughs> Is Orange Julius a juice? Does it count? I'm looking this up. When? I thought Orange Julius was a like a. F- How on earth are you two still talking about Orange Julius? I don't think I've ever mentioned it before on the podcast. <laughs> we have. We definitely have. This you is put the likely. fucking commercial in the track. <laughs> I feel like I would have remembered that. <laughs> oh God! It's good to be uh. back on the Carton Cast. <laughs> <laughs> Still putting out the Carton cast since now. The Carton cast. <laughs> <laughs> since our solar system was the speck in Betelgeuse's eye. Our solar system. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that voice was coming from. I, I think I was going for that weird robot from the Venture Brothers. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought it was the robot from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the ghost of Christmas past from the oh, future. Yeah. Thousands robot? of years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I got to imagine that an anthropomorphic star would sound like that. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe like the God Computer from Futurama. That's right. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. There's there's plenty of them. Just like omnipotent without personality, but like still feeling the need to be loud and booming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. There's but plenty in the of uncool them. way. Yeah. You just just yeah. It's <clears throat> a good way to put it. So here we are again. Here we are again, guys. <laughs> a now annual tradition for here we five get, here. years in a row. I can't <laughs> yeah. believe it. Don't. I feel old. It's so weird. <laughs> How do you think we feel? I know. Because we have to do this we every, do it every couple, couple of weeks. Of weeks. <laughs> yeah, your Talk output is so much better than the mine and JT's that I'm so impressed that this has oh, been going wow. on five years. Happy Orange yeah. Julius. Happy Spook The official Day. drink of the Carton cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's bring you in, Dan. Sure. Uh, yeah. Welcome, everyone. My name is Ben. My name is Zane. And my name is Dan. And you welcome, you are very welcome to this our Carton cast. Thank you for summoning us here today. Um, we are the cartoon podcast that listens to watch it. We are the part. <laughs> we are the podcast that watches old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults. And today we have back on the show, better than ever, the flavor saver and uh dan give us a nickname i ran the ghost, out the ghost with the most how about the, that the the ghost with the with the ghost with the most who toasts the most roast I there do we like go the uh, flavor saver. dan <laughs> caves what Hi. yeah it's me dan caves how you doing everybody how are guys go like let's take a real quick hiatus <laughs> hold on real quick pull right into the carton cast <laughs> and tell dan how you're doing uh, how am i doing <laughs> No, tell. Well, you ask them how they're doing. Yeah, I'm everybody. Fine. And I'm li- I'm leaving them ample opportunity to write into the Carton Cast. Sure. Just go to our Facebook page, cartoncast.com. Go ahead and leave a comment um, to let you know how they're doing. Because I think that we should answer you. It is only polite 
Wait, Ben, if you if showed we're, up, if we're summoning all, people to the Carton Cast, we have to do it properly. Carton Cast, Carton okay. Cast, Carton Cast, and then you get hit with, you get, then you get hit with an egg. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's raining eggs. <laughs> you really went out of your way. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to be Thank tired. You. It's doing good no, to be back. No big deal. Well, it anyway, is, uh, yeah, it yeah. is almost Halloween, and therefore Dan Dan Caves me is here Rises. on your show. Yeah. Dan Graves, as they say. Dan Graves. Rising yeah. out of the crypt. Dan, mm-hmm. I have to say, you've been on the show a multitude of times, and you are much more relaxed and limber on this show than you have been in the past, and I am glad to see that you are becoming more comfortable with our unique Carton Cast blend. I think it's the bourbon. I am drinking a bourbon on the rocks right now. You know? Very good. So it is Very helpful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, I've, I, I, I've gotten used to you two. For sure. <laughs> that is the only setting. <laughs> and yep. the pressure is definitely, I'm handling pressure in a different way because I've been at law school for the last six you found weeks. Your a- you found your ass a gasket. Yeah. Hell yeah. The nice. grand saga come in full circle. Hell yeah. There you are. This yeah. this podcast is nothing like getting cold called <laughs> in a classroom full of smart people and being expected to know smart people things. So, <laughs> But it it's, is an awful lot like getting cold cocked in a classroom. Bam. And being expected to talk Cock. about Simpsons. I've never... Something. I should have recorded that episode in a classroom just so I could answer that question. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> more completely. Be the change. Professor. The, the fun, change the fun thing see. about recording your answers is you can edit them after the fact. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, if we Like, if we had the time and patience and like if we if we weren't so comfortable with showing the world what idiots we were we could sound so smart mm-hmm. on such a regular basis <laughs> yeah i totally but, feel you there yeah yeah but today yeah, we, i feel be... i feel we were there as well <laughs> sorry about that we I'm will not, not be uh i'm glad. calling you out and uh quizzing you on your knowledge of law uh, or you at least will not, not be called law. to the very plush carpet that I assume is in all of the court buildings. It's a lot of marble, actually. Well, you won't get called to the marble. Thank you. Because of that swamp, right? That they didn't drain? <laughs> they drain it yet? <laughs> not, yeah. No, not yet. At least not in Do they just city. not have the right, like, vacuuming equipment? They gotta get Mari on the job. They gotta get Bob Hoskins on the case. <laughs> they do. Ben loves they learning good- facts. They need a good we're, we're like four dreams deep right now, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're cutting a lot of this. Let's so, actually just do this right. Dan Caves, you are our resident horror expert. Hell welcome yeah. back on the show. Thank um, you for having me. I'm happy to always be here. You are welcome. Would you like to tell us, one, where you come from, and two, why you're on this episode of the Carton Cast? Oh, sure. In whatever order. Uh,. Well, where I come from, as in my birthplace and hospital, you or hail on the where internet. were you born? Let me see those ter- certificates. Of I don't course. believe you. I could show you my birth certificate, but it is elsewhere right now. But I Can am you? from, officially, from the Cocktail Party Congress. It is a political discussion podcast where JT Andrews and I, and by the way, I listened to the episode that he did with you guys about the land before time. Excellent conversation. I never considered the land before time from that angle before of it being like a racial allegory or about social oh, yeah. change generally. You um, can tell because it's really sad. 
That, yeah. <laughs> that, that's your first hint. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of reasons to be sad about that movie, but like that was an interesting take on it. All the death. Well, thank you. I, I, I think that that was a very measured conversation as well. I'm glad that JT could be on, and we hope to have him again at some point soon. Oh, I'm sure. So JT and I, we get together from time to time, and uh, we have featured cocktails on our show. We teach you how to make them. And then after having three of them, we hit record at the beginning of the third drink. We then discuss political topics and have fun with it because we do try to keep in mind that it's a very tough thing to talk about and therefore we should try to, you know, keep keep our minds loose and be honest with one another. So In Vino Veritas is our slogan and we try to live by that and we have a lot of fun doing it even when we get serious so give us a check. Uh, yeah, give us a check. Check us out. Give us a check. Check us <laughs> out. CocktailPartyCongress.com. We're, we're a part <laughs> of the Fancy Bat. Too. We're a part of the. We're a proud part of the Fancy Bat Network, just as the Carton Cast is. And um, yeah, it's just one of many shows that you can get um, through that network. And exactly four. Exactly. Well, <laughs> but uh, yeah. four is a lot. E- excellent plug. <laughs> uh, I, I do love the Cocktail Party Congress as well. Thank you. I, I really like the notion of a podcast about politics that isn't afraid to kind of say things that we don't necessarily mean, but maybe just roll off our tongue because we're thinking about it a certain way. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. we have to give each other the wherewithal to be wrong or say things out of passion that maybe we have to go back and fact check later. Like, we just mm-hmm. have to be open. And yeah. I, I really appreciate that cocktail party Congress goes down smooth. You can pay me for that slogan later. You got to You got to roll the facts around in your mouth for a minute. And make sure they pass the mustard test. Like a fine cigar. And speaking of fancy bats, this is mm-hmm. our Halloween episode. Oh yeah, is we yeah. have one approximately once a year. I haven't run the statistics on that. <laughs> no, uh, but um, yeah. So we're going to be talking about Beetlejuice. Uh, now, did you recommend this as a as the episode, or did we say, "Hey, we need something spooky"? I, I was don't appro- well. I was approached with a short list of <laughs> cartoons of, of spooktacular, and you were uh, on the short list of spooky, exactly of spooky cartoons. And it just so happened that maybe like a day before, I had just watched the movie Beetlejuice, mm. and so I, I immediately jumped on this opportunity because I remember <laughs> I definitely loved this cartoon as a child. So good intro, yeah. Way to like not not give up the ghost early on that one. I really like it. Oh yeah, I like it. Well, I would love. I I am very happy to start talking about Beetlejuice the cartoon and why you chose the wrong cartoon to watch. But before we actually get into that, we have a annual tradition that we should really get through. Absolutely. We have. We are recording this ahead of time, so we haven't had our Halloweens yet, but we are mm. off to the, we are, we're going to get to them soon, and hopefully each of us has some relatively fun Halloween plans ready to go. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys got for me? Impress this, me, thrill this me. This year is tricky because Halloween falls in the middle of but the week. But not treaty. <laughs> and so, uh, it's hard to, you know, plan for like a, a long night out or a big rager, um, but I can tell you that I have been meaning Those to get classic Halloween <laughs> ragers that Zane attends <laughs> only the finest. Um, <laughs> but I will say I've been planning to get a, a haircut for some time. And I think this is a perfect opportunity to go out with style. So I will be um, for Halloween uh, cutting my hair into a mullet and putting on a trench coat filled with candy and possibly like 
cooking implements and like spices no, and just going around well, town and handing out candy as, what, as creepy mullet guy with trench coat I, I i don't like this original character do not steal <laughs> you're gonna get arrested yeah i don't know about this one uh, college town it's fine <laughs> anything yeah. goes on Halloween they got better things town. to do i guess Oh, boy. That sounds like Handing quite an experience. Razor blades with apples around them. <laughs> you better just wear a GoPro. Like, just tell please, them it's an art installation. Please wear a GoPro while you do this so we all have <laughs> documentation of how this Absolutely. goes for you. <laughs> yeah. And go ahead and check out our fifth uh, podcast on the Fancy Back Network, The Time I Was Arrested. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it actually kind of is hooky, isn't it? <laughs> Uh yeah so but uh, we're not playing hooky today okay yeah how you do <laughs> well yeah that was a pretty good segue uh Dan <laughs> what are you doing for Halloween to segue too yeah I don't have any concrete plans yet but there is uh at, at my law school the student bar association which is like the student government for our for, uh, for our class they're doing a month long murder mystery. <laughs> a month yeah wow yeah so, they so like serialized it's extremely it. mysterious yeah so <laughs> i'm gonna admit i've been very busy and so i have not participated but it all leads up to the student bar association's spooktacular which is a party that the weekend before <laughs> where they do a mock trial of the person they all decided did the murders that would be amazing <laughs> if there's like an indictment process and we just go through the absolutely inti- like, like there's an appeal and you have to do it again in easter arraigning the uh, arraigning the accused and like going through the whole process and and whatnot and like the twist is that the dead body is underneath the judge's table and he's been killing the person with the (laughs) gavel the whole time (laughs) and if i do go to this thing i've been thinking about what kind of costume i should wear and um i've been losing some weight recently so i cannot really do my idea of uh going as president taft with Mm. a bathtub around my waist (laughs) you have floated this idea to us before yeah so i have to you know what damn it dan i believe in you but i i i kind of have to abandon that because it doesn't really fit anymore but i feel like i'm in the right shape to be like later in life teddy roosevelt yep that's what i was thinking yeah get yourself a fake uh, herman munster from my cousin Vinny. Oh my God! Yes, or you can Just be saying. one of the monsters. I could be. I could like be Grandpa good. Monster. There you mm-hmm. go. The possibilities are endless. I mean, I could be. <laughs> How many monsters were the there? Adam <laughs> <laughs> there is cheese, and that's a type. yeah. Monster cheese. Monster is a type of cheese. You're correct. Yeah, there you ben. go. Yeah, I I should have saved that for like the third one because. Jumping in with the first one as the joke is not really the where I wanted to be with there. No, with not that. an approved joke telling method. <laughs> <laughs> no rule of one, comedy rule of one. You're not familiar. Don't have enough time. Get to the next one. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, ben, you so have that, any uh, Halloween plans? Yeah, please. Well, uh, I do not as of yet have my Halloween yeah, plans completely. We've, we've never in. recorded one of these this early. <laughs> I know. I know. It's we're we're growing up. We'll we'll, uh, uh, we'll put them in the next episode if if anything spectacular happens. <laughs> I'm a little. I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. I'm probably gonna just gonna go to a Halloween party with a lot of with a lot of fun folk and have a lot of fun drank, which uh, should be should be good. Should be a good night out. Um, assuming I don't go to Terror Behind the Walls, which maybe I will still do that. Maybe I'll just go by myself. Like I've, I've kind of taken everybody else who <laughs> I would want to go with, so oh, maybe wow. I just go by myself. But uh, 
if I do end up going to this party, uh, I gotta decide on a costume, and I'm currently torn between one of the Sentinels of the Multiverse from the board game and someone from Saga, the uh, graphic novel. I don't know if you guys know it. I actually think I do. It is excellent. It's yeah. this awesome, like, sci-fi fantasy um, kind of explorative universe type of story that is also, like, very much centered around family dynamics. Mm -hmm. And the main characters are this this big dude with horns and this uh, tiny lady with wings. And, you know, they, the kind of the driving force of the story is they have a kid and it's a hybrid. Um, and it just so happens that my friends recently had a child and they're going to go as the main characters, Marco and Alana, and have their kid as baby Hazel. It's very That's cute. adorable. That's great. And now I have to decide whether I want to be a Sentinel's character or Prince Robot the Fourth <laughs> because that because <laughs> that graphic novel is amazing. And they also have robot people. And they're like this weird, like european nobles from the 18th century which is very funny well done mm -hmm. well that sounds like a fun time for halloween yeah assuming i can pull a pot costume together and don't just grab one of my old ones out the closet it'll it should be good how many halloween costumes do you have in your closet right now like this I have moment two other sentinels of the multiverse costumes <laughs> okay and i am very proud of both nice yeah well, but th those are our Halloweens all geared up. Uh, if anyone wants to go and meet us, you won't hear this episode by then, probably. So, sucks to be you, listener. Ha. <laughs> um, sucks to suck. <laughs> anyway. Su sucks to suck, baby. <laughs> but yeah, uh, with that out the of the audience. way, we, we, we are now done with rigmarole, and we are ready to start the podcast proper, in we're which... We're done with rigmarole. Yeah. Rigmarole. We're done with rigor. Mm. Rigor mortis rigmarole. Rick <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But rigor mortis rickroll. <laughs> We're done with rigor mortis. On to the rigor mortis. I was going to try to rickroll you guys while <laughs> undergoing rigor mortis, but I couldn't figure out an, like a convincing way to do it. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> show notes it is. Enough Someone's dickering around. Idea. Yes. <laughs> Enough playing with our dicks. <laughs> what? No, that's a word. That's Dithering? a law word. Dicker. Mm -hmm. Oh, Dicker? Named after John Dicker. Dicker. No, it means to, like, bargain over yeah. minutia. It, it was, uh, it's, <laughs> it's like an old-timey word for haggle. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I, I, mm -hmm. I can't stop from chuckling with uniform commercial code discussions where merchants only pay attention to the Dickered terms. It's, like... <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> In their form contracts. Just the Objection. Dickered terms. Dickering the witness. <laughs> <laughs> Permission to Dicker the witness. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, please. Your Honor, your Honor, permission to treat the witness as a real dicker. <laughs> so we're here to talk about Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah, after a fashion, by which I mean, we'll talk about what we're actually going to talk about and then just talk about the movie Beetlejuice, uh, which I also watched in preparation for this. That's I, good. I watched parts of it. And I watched parts of the show, but I'll be honest, I didn't I didn't really connect with either one. So you guys <laughs> might have to drive the discussion. Okay, Maybe. that's fine. I, I I honestly think, and just to tee it up, the movie is an important component for understanding the show and for contrasting them. Dan, I, I think this things. is an excellent opportunity for you to convince me. Why don't you go ahead and start with your familiarity with either of the uh, either of the properties that we'll be talking about today? Oh, sure. Well, I, I mean, it, like. The cartoon was very much, to me at least, looking back at it as an adult, it 
it, it seemed like a way to turn this one movie, which I think was a great Tim Burton property. Uh, it's, you know, classic in my mind into a good thing to market. And it's definitely like the movie and the show are two very different entities. Like one is mm. extremely family friendly and the other one is the movie. <laughs> yes, I should say so. Yeah. Gets a bit gropey at times. It does. Um, yeah. And so if we're going to talk about the show, it'll be really hard to have that discussion without also talking a bit about the movie itself. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable doing both. Sweet. So why don't I start with the production? Sure. Um, Beetlejuice, the animated series, ran from 1989 to 1991 on ABC and later Fox. And -hmm. like you said, it was based on the movie. The movie came out a a year before, 1988. Mm -hmm. Um, Produced the the show was produced by the movie's director Tim Burton, and this was sort of where Tim Burton started Burtoning it up. Yeah, Uh, and the. This show lasted 94 episodes, which is huge for a cartoon based off of a movie, especially yeah. one aimed at a completely different demographic. And this actually won an Emmy uh, in 1990 for Best Animated Program. It, it tied with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, all of these facts surprised me. <laughs> yeah, none of this makes any sense. Yeah, and, and apparently it was like a this was a huge hit for ABC in its initial season, which I guess probably contributes to its longevity as, a, as an animated uh, series. And so the movie, you know, has a premise. It's very adult and it, it looks at things from like a like a normal adult perspective. And then the animated show, you know, this was still there in the time when like, yeah, kids put some flashing lights and throw in some puns and they'll love it. And so a lot and of don't forget the, the farts, the metaphysics is gone. The uh, lecherous nature of Beetlejuice is tamped down, and mm-hmm. it's really patience just, it's just, is entirely exercised. You're it's, wrong. It's God. distilled into its main two characters, and then also changes the nature of those two characters. <laughs> yeah, it completely changes the nature of the characters and their relationship. Like in the movie, it is a very, it's such a creepy thing. This between <laughs> Beetlejuice, Be- Beetlejuice himself, and then the other main character in the show, Lydia Dietz, and yeah, I don't know, when we're prepared to go into into well, we, that, we saw this when we looked at uh, Back to the Future, the animated series. Oh Jesus! Oh, God. What did we see? Which also <laughs> bared so little resemblance to the source material. Like, yes, mm. the names were the same, and yes certain plot mechanics exist but really this is just like hey i want to make a show here's this popular thing yeah Mm -hmm. dan you you did categorize this as kind of a way for them to market the property to children now yeah you know that that language is a little bit it makes me think that you are pretty critical of the animated series yet you also said that you loved it as a kid uh i might be paraphrasing here so would you like to take us kind of through that uh, what, what you think about marketing it to kids and, you know, mm-hmm. how the context of you loving this as a kid works? Yeah, no, I mean, the concept of marketing things to children, I guess it does have a negative connotation, but it's more just looking back at it now as an adult, I'm far more conscious of the departure between the show and the movie that it came from, that it, it bears such a little, so little resemblance that... This yeah. is the only this this is the only way that they could make a show out of mm-hmm. the film Beetlejuice, and 
then there are just a whole lot of other components like the expansion of the the afterlife world that that beetlejuice lives in and the the addition of cart very cartoony characters to that side of things like in on the one hand it fleshes out the world enough that it's not just two characters going through ridiculous adventures you know there's more to talk about and there's more to experience but also it's toys you can put on the shelf mm-hmm. <laughs> and i do and i do recall ha- loving some of the products that came out of this and i remember like like, <laughs> like universal studios had the uh the beetlejuice graveyard review which was like a live show and like <laughs> the one vacation my family and i took to to florida to do the the theme park circuit i made sure uh-huh. that they that they got me there while it That's was still awesome. happening it's like i was so into beetlejuice as a kid that like it's been mind-blowing to go back and look at it again and as an adult huh. i feel like I've, i i appreciate the sh- the movie more than the show as an adult yes mm-hmm. but i also don't have any negative feelings toward the show it it was one of those things that just you know it happened and it happened for not terrible reasons yeah i i'm kind of yeah. torn with the show cuz i i'm not really sold that i i don't think it's very good okay um that those are my feelings on it and we can discuss it further later but i i i agree with you i don't think that it could have been done a different way like this is the only way that the beetlejuice uh, uh, property kind of could have been transported into this medium toward this audience Mm -hmm. and it's hard to marry the fact that i kind of like this character and this idea while recognizing that the only way that they could have done it is one that i dislike yeah so that's kind of where i rest on it and i guess you just uh I guess you're just a little bit more receptive to what they're peddling. It could just be nostalgia for me, and I will grant you this <laughs> we, much. We never deny that. <laughs> Not at all. And I will grant you this much. The humor gets repetitive. And we it's... can get and we can get into why that is, because it seems like the show zeroes in on a certain formula for its comedy, and you can really your patience is only prepared for so much of that yeah Maybe. how many puns can you see coming uh, that's, so that, many puns that's how many, yeah like if you once you figure out that a pun is coming whenever a pun can be coming then like the show's more or less over for me this is this is a pun a minute kind of a show uh-huh. <laughs> and it's and it's weird because it that makes beetlejuice the character this sort of wisecracking you know oh he's he's kind of silly and wacky but he's not the villain like he is in the movie i had no idea that until yeah. watching it you know for this that in the movie he's like a bad guy and very obviously a bad guy here he, i was just like he, yeah in, in the movie he's a narcissistic con man who <laughs> yeah he's just a sleazy con man who's like <laughs> car salesman he's yeah, absolutely yeah. he's absolutely a sleazy car salesman i'm so glad that you guys had the same impression of this Ooh, maybe i'll maybe i'll slick back my mullet and then i can be a car salesman but with a trench coat like the cars are in my trench coat yeah. Sorry, continue. Like, the cars are in his trench coat. The, Everybody. <laughs> you have to sew Hot the trench- Wheels on the inside of the, uh, on the inside <laughs> of the, the cars metaphor like of trench coat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, like, come out with, like, a bunch of, like, put a bunch of price tags on them and, you know, uh, have other people follow you around and, like, comment on it. Oh, like, don't, don't buy those at the sticker price. Uh, you sketch know, show idea. A, a used car salesman <laughs> who's selling DVDs of, uh, the Cars movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that sounds like a, a Beatles use scam, if ever I heard one. 
really does. Uh, you were saying. I know you don't remember what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, none of us do. <laughs> no, not anymore. I'm well, sorry. I think that might be a good chance for us to start talking about either one of the properties. Um, how much do you guys want to talk about the movie so that we have a good foundation, or is it just better to ride right past it? I think the central conceit of the movie is worth touching on. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, just because, like, it is a, an important movie, and for understanding why they made the choices they did in adapting it to an animated series. In the mm-hmm. movie, we actually follow a couple of people who die. They become ghosts. They're not happy about it. Afterlife is some sort of Kafka-esque bureaucracy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this guy is like... Yeah, none the, of that is in the, the sleazeball, show, by the way. He's like the sleazeball trying to get one over on it and get freedom back. Uh, and they do some hauntings. And then there's a goth girl who likes the occult. And then there's Harry Belafonte. And then... <laughs> and then there's Harry Belafonte. I <laughs> yada, could not yada, have yada. put it better. There's a lot of Harry Belafonte in the movie. <laughs> there was more than I was expecting, even halfway through after the first time. Yeah, right? Yeah. You fill up on Harry Belafonte pretty quick. Um, Harry Belafonte of you. So... <laughs> Harry Belafonte's a Wayne. <laughs> but... Um, in the animated series, you keep the goth girl, although, you know, she's wearing... Quote, unquote. <laughs> she's wearing you, eyeliner, you keep the but girl, she's very certainly. happy. Yeah, you, uh, you keep, keep the girl, certainly. You keep Beetlejuice, <laughs> and you get rid of his worst impulses, and you replace... You take af- away his dick, is you, essentially what happens. Yeah, yeah, he's been... he's been. Uh, you put it in the penalty quote box. Quote, unquote, chastised. Mm-hmm. Um, and you replace the afterlife with a generic ghost dimension. Chastised? Um, yeah. Unis- you, unicized. No, no, no. You've got a... Well, there's a word here. Castrated. Oh, castrate. castrated. Yes, that's right. I, Chast- I knew there was a seething in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. He's been castrated. Oh, he is seething, certainly. He's the castrated ghost. Mm. <laughs> castrated. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is uh, jumping around today. Anybody else want to take it from here? No, that's okay. <laughs> uh could you say that? Okay, so then, wh- how do you feel about there being a ghost dimension again? Yeah, <laughs> we're back. Where's Tad Ghostel? Honestly, I think that the show could have retained the afterlife as bureaucracy concept and yeah, help other ghosts move on. Yeah, it, it, because so the conceit in the movie is that Beetlejuice was once an employee of this bureaucracy, and he was so unorthodox that like there was a personnel issue. And he, yeah, yeah, HR well, got involved. That's, and that's he's kind now, of the chase. There was a sexual harassment issue, Dan. That was probably the case. Yeah. <laughs> now, officially, Juno, the caseworker in charge of Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis's afterlife activities, I claim, couldn't believe that was Alec Baldwin. <laughs> young Alec Baldwin. He does not look like, like. There's no way he's in this movie. He does not look like 2018 Alec Baldwin. Not at all. <laughs> Nothing really does. He had unorthodox <laughs> methods for haunting humans. To get them out of houses, and and they had to let sure. him go. <laughs> that's that's yeah, really we had to put him down. <laughs> it's really yeah. it's good title yeah. nine they there in the afterlife. They shrank him and buried him. <laughs> now in this in this cartoon, he seems to be taking that quite well. Unemployment is treating him pretty yeah, he just, pretty healthily. He's just a sponge. It's completely different. <laughs> yeah, like there, there's no continuity. Like it, the tone Maybe, is different. The character is entirely different. And yeah, exactly. And like it, it, it bears his likeness, which is the best part about him. Like I think mm-hmm. his his figure is very striking and fun to look at. It is. <laughs> and it 
you know, takes some aspects of like the surreal neither ro- neither world, which is good name. That is a good uh, yeah. It's a good. And pun. then everything yeah. everything else is fucking different though. You know, like <laughs> I, he has a healthy again, relationship with Lydia. Which is not how it went in the movie. Oh, she thinks he's so charming. I don't want to turn in. I don't want to turn this into one of those they got the movie wrong situations. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, like a Carmen. proper nerd whiner. But, but they really did. <laughs> no, they absolutely did. But as you said, I yeah. don't think they could have gotten it right and still have had it be a kid show. No, exactly. So I am willing to give it like. You're, you have the wherewithal to get the movie wrong. The movie does yeah. not translate to kids and yeah. sitcoms in general. Exactly. Yeah. They're not ready to, like, ponder their own existence. Well, and, like, the, the, the look, the, the main attraction from the movie is the character Beetlejuice. That's exactly. That's just yeah. true. And they do the nice horror kind of thing where the moments of horror are, quote-unquote, horror. The, you know, our interaction with this really interesting character are few and far between so that it's not played out and we're always expecting it and it's very tense before it happens mm-hmm. you can't do that in a tv show where he's the main character because he's always there there's mm-hmm. no tension to be had it's just him being a goofball and turning into objects so mm-hmm. there, there really isn't a way for him to be a main character in this sitcom and have it be the same beetlejuice it like he just he gets wrung too dry in a format like that yeah. I think he needs to be used sparingly, like in the movie. I feel but, you. I feel but you. But we can't do that here. So, you know, no. I'm not complaining about it necessarily. I'm just saying that might be a reason why they didn't really capture his mystique. They, they, they did keep going with it, though. This was a fairly long running thing, like almost 100 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Should they have? Yeah, I, that, that's my thing is I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not I'm not super sold on this show. Um, but yeah, like... Uh, well, let's let's talk about the characters. Sure thing. I think yeah, I think we yeah. I think we've rolled around, you know, without kind of a point for long enough. Let's uh, let's talk about the characters. Do you guys um did you guys look at the Wikipedia page for for this Brief. for this show? Yeah, briefly. What up? The characters section is the most thorough of any character section I've ever seen. Mm. Thorough and poorly formatted. So- like somebody has yeah, this is bad. bug up their butt to tell the world about this animated series. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a home printed pamphlet about uh, our Lord and Savior called Beetlejuice. This is a treatise <laughs> on, <laughs> on the nailed to the nailed to the neither coffin or the neither church, <laughs> the neither Beetlejuice coffin. papers. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not a lot to say though. So Beetlejuice is a ghost. But not necessarily the ghost of anyone. Like it, it seems like he was possibly born a ghost. Like that, like that is what it feels corpse. like. If yeah. he had a past, we don't want it. So I'm glad that they don't give it to us. His Apparently, name, he was named after the star Betelgeuse. Good, which is, you know, fine. Everybody just mis- mispronounced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of into. I, I and, like the uh, I like the transforming it into this kind of gross thing. <laughs> and. Comp- Comparing him to the movie version, uh, where he was more of like a sadistic pervert, here he's more of like a like a force of chaos for its own sake. Like when you switch actors for the Joker, mm-hmm. yeah, he's like I mean, like this very strongly reminded me of the Mask. Yeah, he's a Jim Carrey type. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, it's like what if the Mask was less relatable and had worse writing? That's Beetlejuice the animated series, and he's a complete louse in this. Like he doesn't generate value to put it in like randian terms i guess yeah <laughs> um, 
but he's lovable. Uh, I mean, to whom? To Lydia. Because, like, not to me. You know, like, I, when you say Laos, I'm taking that in in a very, like... Literal way. uh, Not literal, because then he'll just turn into it. I, I, I find him pretty unappealing to listen to. Just because the format is so obvious, like, you you can always tell that he's just going to transform into objects that he's referencing. He doesn't really seem to be, I, I don't know, uh, he just doesn't seem like a good friend to have. Like, I never felt right. like I was palling around <laughs> with Beetlejuice. I, I always kind of okay. felt like I was accepting Beetlejuice's behavior to hang out in the nether void. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're looking in on him. It's kind of like a reality show. Like you tune in to see how <laughs> yeah, stupid these other people he's a are. Shitty roommate. But also, you're in the Netherverse. <laughs> yeah. One of the one of the fascinating things about the Beetlejuice character in the show is that he he has both the power to turn into figures of speech, but also he doesn't seem to have any control over it. It, it oh seems like a curse. God. It seems like it a is. monkey's paw. <laughs> it kind is. Of thing. It's a and a nervous tick because he keeps doing. It. Yeah, he yeah. he, he, he also OCD feels compelled for to constantly. Do, yeah, he he's compelled to do it constantly, even though it's something that often has ridiculous consequences for him. Like mm-hmm. he, like he's addicted. To, he's the worst kind of person who is so addicted to puns that that's the only way that they speak. Oh, and it, he laughs at his own jokes with these full belly laughs. It's. I mean, try to imagine talking without any puns or figures of speech. Like, if somebody asks to do something and you're like, hey, that's a great idea. And then you have to stop yourself like, great. Like a great. I might accidentally <laughs> turn into a sewer grate. I should just say, yeah, that sounds fun. Like, for no, like, for instance, it gets so ridiculous with Beetlejuice here. I'm, I'm actually being the turn against the show. Thank you, Ben. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> like, That's the Carton cast promise. I'm, I, happy, I'm happy to ruin your, your, your childhood memories. I wrote down some of the puns that I thought were the puns that turned into visual gags that I thought were particularly egregious. Oh, it's their only... It's God. It's their only method of comedy. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You were about no. to do a cool list. No, Go that's on. fine. I, like <laughs> my mind is wandering, and then his brain jumps out of his head and begins to bounce around the room, and that's oh what yeah. It, so it, and then it's he, animaniacs humor. Yeah, but it's all that. Like he says baloney to something, and then he just turns into a deli counter hunk of baloney. Yep. Uh, I put my foot down, and his foot just falls off his ankle. Uh, That's a good voice. We should have used that for the intro. Oh shit! Yeah, sorry. Uh, I kind of you didn't you didn't like my you didn't my you didn't like my Lord of a Dying Star voice. <laughs> it it was sufficient. It, it did its job. It had sufficed. What I say uh, goes, and then a balloon just comes out of his mouth. And floats yeah. away. Like mm-hmm. there, there's only so so much that you can get out of that formula. It's, yeah, it's not it, worth ninety episodes. Maybe it's just I was a kid when it happened. But mm-hmm. and then for preparing for this, I didn't get to watch that many episodes. Well, so it to, didn't to your burn credit, out. they're not all that bad. There are a couple that are cool. Uh, like when he when Lydia says, "You haven't changed since the day I met you," and his response is. Hey, I like this suit. Like that feels like it could have been a line in the movie. Like yeah, him, that's true. You know, commenting on his own on his own smell, which I did. Um, or or him like it, opening up a present and he's just like, oh, just what I need a new pair of pants. And there's like these two tiny dogs that are panting in it. 
And so, like, if you don't have a complete grasp of the English language at at a point in your childhood, this would be funny because it's it's unexpected. But you do just because it's surreal. Very quickly build up this understanding of like, oh, this is when they're gonna do it. Yeah, it's like weird, perfect hair mm-hmm. forever, forever kind of humor. And I I I took that as a part of the show until it became not just a substitute for wit, but for plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time he was talking to like this big furry ranch hand monstrosity yeah, yeah, what character. Is he? <laughs> like he's my favorite. What? Is, where did this happen? <laughs> like 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 Yosemite Sam got into like the hair growth formula and just accidentally <laughs> dunked himself in. <laughs> and, and Beetlejuice says, "Well, you know, two heads are better than one." And poof. His body is running away, and his head is now attached to the monster rancher, and no reason is given. That's just how they do. Yeah. Yeah, it just it doesn't really have plot. Uh, and I think it may be, maybe it is because, like, again, that's just not the mechanism that you sell kids on. But no. it, it does become very tired very quickly for me. And, and like, you know, again, it wouldn't be that bad if, we had more of that magic that we had in the movie where he's just kind of a what i like about him in the movie is that he's like so clearly i don't know he's just such a sleaze bag you know <laughs> and he he doesn't feel like a sleaze bag in this he just feels like a bad friend and that, oh yeah like he's mm-hmm. like for he's some reason awkward. that's just a lot less compelling to me and like instead of like the lecherous behavior which granted i didn't really need but like the substitute for it is just a bunch of gross out ren and stimpy shit which i have very little patience for his personality doesn't generate conflict in the same way that it did in the movie no Maybe that's a way conflict. to put it yeah <laughs> he, 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 he is conflict but at the same time he gets away with not being useful and mm-hmm. he doesn't drive the plot he doesn't get anyone to do anything he just starts doing things and people are like let's just give him a couple of minutes and he'll wear himself out and then we can move on with what we're doing yeah so like in the Mm -hmm. first episode i think it was about babysitting and it was yeah so lydia and we can get to her in a minute like Mm -hmm. lydia says that she has to get a job and she has to become a babysitter and so two bucks an hour can you believe it that's ridiculous highway robbery 1989 advocate for yourself a bit deets um That baby was very well behaved. But then, because Lydia's doing it in the real world, Beetlejuice decides he needs to become a babysitter in the neither world. And then... Right, watching this right after the movie, I was like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah, right? Where did this plot line come from? I'm telling you, as much as I like the show as a kid, I love the movie even more. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, like, Dan, I'm like, lest, lest I shove my opinions down your throat you're not beholden to dislike this show you know no not really no it's fine okay no I'm, I'm just fine. i'm just saying no that's the thing is i completely acknowledge that any any warm fuzzies that i have for the show is due to the nostalgia factor and just you know it's a ridiculous show and it doesn't need to be anything more than that but the puns my god the puns the, the puns are kind of a stake through the heart of the show yeah Although I will say, like, I didn't really care for the uh, attempt that the show did to humanize Beetlejuice in any way. Like, I feel like they do that mm. sometimes that they try to, like, make him an okay guy. And it's like, that's not really why we liked him to begin with. No, not really. We, we, we liked him because he was the worst parts about us presented in a fun way. It was like yeah. a way to, for us to engage with our own inner shittiness without actually having to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Rick and Morty 25 years ago. Is it, yeah, it's actually okay. not a bad comparison. Yeah. 
yeah, I wonder if, if he's dead. I wonder if it would have been a better show if they actually like maintained like I think a modern telling of Beetlejuice the animated series would be more like that because I think that people are more comfortable with that being a component of their cartoons these days. I think you do it like a hundred good deeds for Eddie McDowd. Where and having like interact with a different cast every time. He well, he's a he has to be forced into being a caseworker and help haunt or like help like shuffle people along to the next life. <laughs> and like he resents it, but he still has to do it or else he gets tortured. That's like that something. would work. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, there, he's, there's a he's on like a there, work release program in the afterlife, and <laughs> he has to go back to soul hell, to <laughs> soul jail, the, the, the yeah, like souls room. <laughs> there's this one show i can't remember what it's called it's like a two-word name i can't remember but uh the basic format of it is just a bunch of weird shit happens in this one apartment building where this weed dealer lives and every second every every single uh episode of it uh the weed dealer interacts with a different group of people and he like he kind of wanders in and like is just <laughs> is just sort of there he's never the main character he's never the focus but he always plays a part I feel like that's where Beetlejuice needs to be in in a, in this kind of show is there's some stuff that could be construed on the spooky side and he he enters to 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 kind of fuck with people's days and then just pieces out. It's like how they overplayed Jack Sparrow in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean sequels. Ooh, good comparison. Like you can't have the chaos be your your uh, primary focus. Yeah, we the center cannot hold mm. on chaos. Absolutely. Yeah too wiggly yep and that's and it but it would have worked better if they had spent more time focusing on lydia but they really don't she's almost like an afterthought she she's like a a barely moderating force on beetlejuice's character she doesn't really have a personality of her own which i Mm -hmm. i you know that 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 could have saved the show somewhat um she is a goth girl obviously she is from the uh from the from the movie, um, the the one who is just fascinated with Beetlejuice's weird happenings, and I'll confess, I don't really know how that relation transpires in the movie. I imagine it's pretty gross. It's creepy. It's creepy for sure. Like at the end of the movie, spoiler alert: Beetlejuice decides that the way he gets out of his predicament is to get married, and so he manipulates Lydia into having a ghost wedding with him. Yeah, he he says he's an illegal alien and needs a green card. <laughs> That's actually kind of not not untrue. No, that's legitimately what he says. Those are his lines. <laughs> I'm not politicizing it. This is what he said. I'm getting like a. Uh, I'm getting a. Uh, uh, I'm I'm recalling that scene from The Dark Knight where the Joker is just like <laughs> approaching uh, Rachel or whatever, and he's like, "Well, hello, beautiful," and like slicking back his hair, real creepy, like while still holding that big knife. No, Ben, exactly that is exactly that. what it was like. Like th- that's exactly the nature of their relationship in the film. Yeah, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this for Beetlejuice. <laughs> Fucking amazing character design. He looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like a prisoner, but like uh like with the open shirt and like kind of dumpy like, like he's Jester a jazz prisoner. singer. And he's got that yeah, like nice a... like Mario like that plumber gut that was all the rage in those days. Yeah. <laughs> like no. like he looks like pretty unathletic and schlubby, which I think really works for his character. Yeah, like he's Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah, he's got no respect for it in the n- neither world. And he's yeah, got like, the those nice bags style. under his eyes and that great like seaweed limp hair and that his gray pallid kind of kind of tone. Terrible yeah. British teeth. 
Yeah, yeah, Austin Powers teeth. Just a great character design overall. So, and they did they did transmute that very well into the show. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like com- complete with him in the intro doing those fucking like whatever the like the hip thrusts at the at the yeah. end. <laughs> I never know. Wait a minute. Now go I have watch to go it. back and rewatch the yeah, uh, go the watch intro. It, like this like weird little notice. like hubba hubba shimmy like the like and then Lydia's like, like laughing to herself like oh you <laughs> oh this guy she's kind of an he's enabler in such a in this friend show. zone. What? Oh yeah, yeah. She's kind of an enabler. She's absolutely an enabler. She's like one of those like sees the good in him kind of characters that I that mm. I never really respect in a certain in a certain capacity. <laughs> yeah, you know, like after a certain yeah. while hanging out with him, you like you gotta figure like if you really believe like if you were really a good person, you would have caught on by your com- that you're complicit by now. It was mm-hmm. like uh, in Gem and the Holograms that one character Stormer on the Misfits side, and she just kind of always went along with the cheating and like the manipulation just because she had nowhere else to go. <laughs> After a certain amount of time doing that, you're part of the problem. Mm. Yeah, it's sad. It is. How do, how do you buy your goth act? Not in the no. show. Like <laughs> no, it's just a a color scheme to her. Yeah, like she doesn't act goth. Like Winona Ryder in the film, she acted goth. Like she I was. I actually think I like this version of Lydia better. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I liked them both, but they're completely different characters. They are yeah. very different, okay, yeah, but absolutely. I really like the 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 like I'm except I'm like I'm taking on the goth. Um, maybe maybe uh, what what's the word? Aesthetic. Aesthetic. Yeah. But like not really committing to the bit, like that that feels really teen. That feels really preteen to me. Like it's just a kind of a front, as opposed to like the Wednesday Adam shit that we had in the movie. She, she's a well-adjusted teen who just happens to be interested in the occult. Mm-hmm. And like, weren't we all? And like, if you found mm-hmm. it to be real, wouldn't that be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, mind blowing, informative. Yeah, absolutely. I would hang out. With, I mean, like, I would definitely hang out with a ghost for a while until I realized he was just trying to get in my pants. Yeah, that is kind of the case. Yeah. Toots. The way babes. he calls her babes. Yeah. And the way she calls him BJ. Or or just yeah. straight beach. Like <laughs> That's actually something I throw down with a salty beach on a Saturday night. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, it's, it's pretty defini- gross. I mean yeah. unintentionally me gross, BJ. but gross nonetheless. Yeah. Since I had seen like an episode of this when I was younger, I didn't realize when I watched the movie, like, oh, he he sounds just like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio does in Men in Black. Like he's just like unbearably gruff and confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, well, that's that's why I found the belly laugh so unbearable in the in the show as opposed to the movie, where every time he laughs, it's like this, <clears throat> like he's just mm-hmm. figuring out how his vocal cords chuckle. Yeah, the 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 transition from live action to animated is often accompanied with like a little bit more manic, a little bit higher pitched. More manic um, is 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 the right way to kind of kind of kind of voice this. Also, this um, voice actor is not Michael Keaton. Like Michael Keaton was that role, and this is <laughs> that is true. This is a Michael Keaton impression, really. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a terrible one, but like they don't really nail the magic. No. Yeah. Uh, what do you get? I don't know. Continue. Do, do you buy their friendship? I have no reason to believe it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe she, if this is maybe she's using him. Ooh, I kind of like that. Yeah, because she's so into the occult, and this is sort of her tether 
into the neither world. And so she's she's just as much a user as he was in the movie. She's she's with him for the drugs. Yeah, she's with him for the uh yeah, for the trip. Uh uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Maybe he's on better like maybe this is the same as it is in the movie. But she's like his case agent, and he has to be on his best behavior, which for him is still pretty destructive, but not outright sadistic. Mm. And now she's still rebelling against the ho hum everyday life of that her parents are instilling. It's, it's but aggressively fifty. But now she's but now she's truly happy. Maybe are you are you still pitching your show idea, or are we talking about how you actually think of this cartoon? Like, that's the best explanation I can give for why they still pal around, because, like, I don't know, they they seem to want to be near each other, but there's nothing pushing them there, it, so it felt like, like a, oh, we gotta check in on you this week, make sure you haven't burnt the neither-verse to the ground. Yeah, it, it almost seems like they, like, feel responsible for one another, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and, mm-hmm. and, like, Beetlejuice, like, originally, originally the way I saw this was, oh, it's the beta male again, he's, you know, trying to... <laughs> You know, grease the wheels in order to get become become her really good friend so that he can get somewhere. But that's it's actually not even that as complicated that like I, I saw more of Beetlejuice just wanted somebody who thought well of him. Like I feel like this is a very insecure read of Beetlejuice. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. That's... So he still has all his self destructive tendencies in the netherverse, but now he has somebody who doesn't know his reputation. Uh-huh. He wants someone to slap his hand. Like he wants that pushback like he's he's like knocking over a liquor store to get mommy's attention uh he's been yelling out for boundaries that's exactly what's going on (laughs) and fine and because 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 in the show there is not a vast bureaucracy governing the afterlife there's no there's no coercive force to like put him back in his place (laughs) it's it's like a really fucked up version of fairly odd parents where like uh, in that world normal kids get fairy godparents to make them happier in this world fucking destructive ghosts get normal people to like yeah (laughs) you know moderate their worst behavior because in the movie all the the only afterlife that we're aware of is the vast sprawling bureaucracy where and i guess what you could say is a slightly problematic joke people who commit suicide become civil servants yeah, that was a weird like. It was it was a is very nineteen commentary on something. It wasn't well, clear. Okay, so if you we could go there because you could just think back. Got to, nowhere else to go. Well, I mean, think about historically the the stigma that's been against committing suicide, right? And so, like spinning that into a joke where the you know the, the sort of Judeo Christian christians quote-unquote punishment oh, yeah. for it is you you're now uh is limbo-ish yeah it's sort of a limbo-ish you have to work huh. in 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 the government and then so so in the afterlife of the movie we only have this vast bureaucracy and the howling wasteland that is filled with sandworms <laughs> it's weird that like the natural predator inst- of ghosts <laughs> instead, yeah. of, instead of heaven hell and limbo we get bureaucracy trolling and, and sand a ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> like these are my options can, it's not really better can i uh i i don't know if, i don't know if this tangent is gonna go anywhere but i, I have to admit uh when you said like suicide being a sin it reminded me of something from south park that i thought was actually like really clever like plot uh kind of coordination in order to make an event happen please I, 
I just wanted to tell you guys about it. <laughs> For some reason, it, like the entire episode, I think reads like a Da Vinci Code nonsense kind of a uh, storyline, like where they they find a bunch of shit out about the church and they're trying to investigate deeper. Long story short, they end up jailed. Jesus, because he's a recurring character on that show, ends up jailed with Kyle, and he's like, "We gotta tell them. We gotta bust out of here and tell someone." And Jesus is like, "Well, I can resurrect outside, but only if I'm killed." And Kyle's like. No, no, no! You you can't do this. This is not like <laughs> th- this, this, there's got to be another way. And he's like, no, there is no other way. But the thing is, you're gonna have to do it because <laughs> killing killing myself is a sin. So it won't work if I do it. And he's like, come on, man! Like Cartman will never let me live this down. I'm Jewish. I've got real stuff about killing Jesus. Like this is like gonna give me a whole complex. And I've I'm just got like real stuff. That, that that whole plot, like, all the cards kind of building up to this, like, everything has to balance so perfectly, but it actually is all, like, it all follows mm-hmm. logically. I was just, I was like, well done, South Park. Way to get me, <laughs> way to get yourself here. That was a fine tangent, Ben. Thank you for that. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Like, I feel like that no, was very fun. unadditive. <laughs> um, do we want to mention... Do we feel like there's other characters on the show? I think it's important to note that, at least for Lydia's character, that her parents are, like... Pleasantville, 50s, kind of, uh, you know, Levittown, everything is swell, sort of It's sort a of little parents. Stepford. It's very Stepford. Yeah, and they kind of suck the... Especially the creepy mom. Yeah, they kind of oh, suck the um, the character out of these characters. Because in the film... I, yeah. Not to keep going back to it. No, go for the, it. But this is the That's best. our main touchstone for this show. Like, it makes sense, too. Yeah, com- <laughs> comparing it to the movie from which it stems... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like especially the mother Delia Dietz, she she in the, name. in the show definitely Stepfordish. Like she's got yeah. this weird kind of like mindless housewife thing to her, but like yeah, got to look good for the neighbors. Mhm. Very American beauty. Ridiculous artist in the film, like a completely self-obsessed terrible self-deluded artist and it was brilliant characterization mm-hmm. yeah they, they missed the, the mark pretty severely but yeah. when yeah. you when you translate that over to tv you're like how can we make the self-obsession really obvious and you translate all those character traits into the aesthetic and you make her real creepy looking and always smiling manically like she's like one bad day away from like shooting up the post office i guess there's that i mean like they could have done more with that i feel like like what? Like I, I give us something other than Beetlejuice's puns. Oh, like like give us some. Yeah, I like, don't know. Like yeah. play up other characters more so, and then you know, like Jacques, like Jacques Lilene. <laughs> so yeah, they do add very cartoony characters to the afterlife world, the neither world. Yeah, it's weird because they're not really like they're recurring. Yeah. But they're not more characterized than one-off characters. Yeah. They're not more independent. They're just sort of, hey, you show up multiple times and you are random as hell. I, I kind of like them. It's, it's, <laughs> it reminded me of our real monsters. It's Who toy do you like? It's toy yeah. fodder to me. It's just like, uh, it reminded me of our real monsters because they're just like extras. They're just yeah. like weird extras walking around like regular people, which is all real monsters. Like that's the conceit of that show is just what if people were monsters? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. So, like, I, I actually kind of liked seeing that weird Yosemite Sam kind of kind of Texan character, <laughs> the monster rancher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the rancher of monsters, and uh, uh, 
and Jacques and the and the spider lady tap dancer. Ginger the tap dancing spider. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yep. Like I actually thought that those were kind of cool. And again, like the di- like just like Beetlejuice, I feel like the design on those characters are pretty good. Oh, yeah, for they sure. They look good. But again, there's not much there to talk about. No, there I mean, really isn't. They're there. This is a gag fest. That's yeah. what they're here for. We don't yep. need character in order to accomplish gags. So you know, because every now and then Beetlejuice is going to say something like, "I'm the big cheese around here," and he's going to turn into turn into big cheese, a wedge of a really like being cheese. a couch potato. Yeah, and then he turns into a potato sitting on a couch. Of course, you know, as you do. Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree. <laughs> like it, we're approaching it is pretty tiresome. Yeah, we're approaching the point where I, my opinion on the show is definitely shifting. Definitely veering into the negative. If you can divorce yourself from all the ideas I've incepted into you since the beginning of this podcast, what were some reasons that you like the show? Actually, it's some of the things that you like about it. It's oh, the yeah. the character design of Beetlejuice and just the aesthetic kind of. like mm-hmm. It's really well animated. It's a very well animated show, I think. Let's jump into animation. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they they take advantage of the fact that nothing really needs to make sense. Yeah, like from an architecture standpoint. Yeah, they use it. Just, they use the lights can just look non Euclidean or or randomly curved. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a flashy, fun show that my child brain didn't fully fathom the <laughs> the lack of worth to the pun. Yeah, the pun. I, the pun is a <laughs> the pun as a comedic vehicle was incredible to a child. Yeah, but it's a comedic vehicle <laughs> yeah. that behaves like a like a like a wind up car, not a diesel engine. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't go very far. Um, I but aside from like the puns and like that whole uh, otherworldly mystique, it the show itself is not that dissimilar from other shows at the time in substance you know you have the babysitting episode but now there's monster babies you have the in-laws coming to visit but now beetlejuice is messing with them it's just it's just wacky haunting it mm-hmm. is wacky haunting i i'm kind of curious i feel like the adams family did pretty similar shit to this but i can't yeah. recall yeah and same i idea. mean that one had gomez so mm-hmm. gomez and morticia so it had that going for it yeah they had a much healthier relationship <laughs> that that was the best part of that show is that they're just like beautiful sex fiends that don't care what anyone thinks <laughs> that that entire universe is yeah the, like that entire characterization like beetlejuice and lydia have nothing on gomez morticia absolutely although i will say that uh what's his face pugsley does remind me of bobby hill and that gets that gets me pretty good <laughs> <laughs> oh that's lovely <laughs> Um, and yeah. it's it's nice to look into the neither world. Like it looks cool. There's there's I, always I like more they flip to the color see. palette. Like the so- the sky doesn't look the same, and everything is at weird angles. Like you said, I, I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of the time when we step into the neither world, the neither world, it's always like this weird screen tear into a portal, and it's usually dissimilar. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a fun world to walk around in. Absolutely. Like if if this show came out today there would be a like a like a virtual reality walking simulator inside of it mm-hmm. tim burton's stylistic stamp remains yep. on the design of the show like those weird angles and everything it's very like he's he like in that era of his you know career and throughout he was inspired by silent german expressionist horror films Mm -hmm. like the cabinet of dr caligari where you're gonna get like they create that sense of unease by just designing the sets with weird angles and weird uses of shadow and whatnot and they do 
good amount of blading well. in this. Yeah, it's not like what you're used to seeing. Precisely. Um, visually, visually stunning. It, interestingly, you know, now that you mentioned Tim Burton as an influence and also the pun nature of this, I do recall one time when I went to the Museum of Modern Art and looked at the Tim Burton exhibit. This was a while ago. Uh, that there were a lot of drawings of him from him, like just on the walls, like just doodles that he made, and he made a lot of horror puns. Like this is, was a person who was well acquainted with puns, so it's it's interesting to see that this is so riddled with puns that are so unBurtonian. You know, it's just like a weird little <laughs> connection that didn't really quite make it. I, I guess there's not really anywhere to go with that. It's just kind of interesting. I would need to know some of his art puns. Uh, to really compare see. them, I don't know if you I remember guess one any of, the of them. Better ones that I remember is like this kind of kind of horned dog, like this Beetlejuice esque, you know, lecherous kind of kind of character who's like chasing after this this woman in kind of a you know, wolf from Looney Tunes with his tongue hanging out kind of way, and she's running away trying to escape him, and like the caption says, like Tom started undressing Samantha with his eyes. And his eyes are literally, like, shooting out of his head and have, like, little hands on him and are, like, grabbing at the clothes. Yeah. Oh, my so God. So now try doing a pun of that caliber 60 times an episode exactly. for 100 episodes. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. obviously, these were not made by Tim Burton. Like, the pun can be used well, but, like, not this consistently. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that makes me wonder if Tim Burton knew someone like Beetlejuice at some point in his life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like 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 Grody <laughs> Kevin, yeah, yeah, on, like, on his like soccer team as a kid. It's based on a real character in yeah. his life. <laughs> Somebody just with a voice like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, t- two pack a day, Steve, in in, uh, in gym class. <laughs> uh, I I don't know about you, but the voice is really grated on me by the end of an episode or two. <laughs> just like very high and pitchy, and for for Lydia, and very like. <laughs> like somebody's putting salsa through a cheese grater for Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, I will say, is voiced by a voice actor whose name is Stephen Met, which I think is great. It's <laughs> a good pun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not, not really where to go with that. Uh, no. I also will say that the uh, voice actor for Beetlejuice, Stephen Met, uh, apparently in 2006 he starred in a production, uh, like a like a one man play. Uh, that is that is called I am my own wife. <laughs> well, that's which I, I think is a I very need funny to know name. More. Show notes. <laughs> I think that's a very funny name for a one man play. <laughs> it, it's also worth mentioning that uh, Lydia is voiced by Allison Court, who uh, was Jubilee from the X Men animated series. Yeah. So that might explain why she's so cheery. Well, okay. I went through her discography or her, her like television records and everything, uh, and she uh, has played in a bunch of kind of cutesy saccharine kind of stuff she's like in a bunch of kids programs like care bears so like i'm hmm. wondering if there's you, you know she kind of developed this voice as a voice actress before she got to beetlejuice and she's just like well young girl you know like this is kind of my wheelhouse and just never really abandoned the tone that she's already perfected okay maybe yeah. that's a hard thing to, to to gauge in retrospect but i definitely felt it with the character i have mm-hmm. no voice actor or actress trivia to bring to the table so oh well I, I, how do you feel about the voicing of everything in the world by which i mean all the sound effects oh man because um, this is another thing that graded on me over time yeah all the sound effects some good fart noises oh, by which just, i mean a lot of them lots of splorts and like woes and womp womps and just yeah mm-hmm. this is where i felt ren and stimpy the strongest it's just everywhere <laughs> 
this is not a show for adults. I'm I'm, I'm quickly yeah. realizing that. <laughs> if, if you keep saying that, people are going to think that I'm like manipulating you. No, no, <laughs> to, no. To believing these things. Here's no, the thing. Let, Here's the th- an I, episode of the show is fine. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if I put a child in front of the show. How they would react today. Like a Damien Owen? Grab one off the tree. Yeah, yeah, just grab one off the street and... <laughs> grab one off the tree. Grab, like pluck him from the bunch. Yeah. That would have been a visual pun good, if this were an episode pun. of Beetlejuice. Yeah. I would have become a, a dog treat at that point. Yeah, I would have enjoyed that. I'm glad. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with the sound effects. They, they are a very Ren and Stimpy kind of style sound effect, but... Like, I think that there are also pretty good music, like, uh, like snippets. Like, snippets of music, I feel like, are, are handled pretty well, including the theme, which was actually... Danny uh, Elfman. Yeah. Yeah. Dan- Danny the Elfman cometh. Uh, yeah, and, and, like, it really mm. shows. Like, I got a very distinct Beetlejuicean vibe from the theme. Of course, it's the same theme, but just remixed for a cartoon. But it, it did give me that kind of... That spooky, this world is not your own, and let's have fun in it kind of vibe that I think that uh, that I think that this medium is really good for. Yeah, yeah very, very catchy. The the like la 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 la's from the children. Yeah, that that's that's pretty good. Yeah, very wacky. Who I have to assume are ghosts. Yeah, it it does sound like a like a, a choir of dead children. Yeah, yeah, you're on location, of course. Right, you you use the local talent. Also, it lends. I think it lends the show a level of credibility as an adaptation to have Tim Burton put a stamp on it. Danny Elfman did the music for it. It, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're, it t- they're buddies. Yeah, and it ties like a constant thread that this isn't just, at least it on the surface it gives it the sense that it isn't just a money grab. <laughs> I think I think in uh, Corpse Bride, uh, Danny Elfman uh, did, the, did the music for Tim Burton there as well. Yeah, he is the... Uh, Tim Burton and Danny Elfman are like George Lucas and John Williams. I want to see uh, a, a bad fan art of them, like back to a- back to back doing finger guns. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> there is a Christmas portrait somewhere out there. With, <laughs> I want it. That, I want it bad to that effect. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like seeing him. Like I feel like they do good work together. I feel like their their styles are very complimentary mm-hmm. um it's not the only musical track in this there are a couple others and i'm not going to be able to call them out precisely but i i know that whenever we pan back to the weird stepford mom it's usually accompanied by some overly cheerful kind of you know um uh oh god i can't believe i'm blanking on this again three very lovely girls brady bunch there we go uh-huh. <laughs> It's <laughs> like the second time on this podcast I couldn't remember Brady Lynch. Um, but there's like this like really good kind of Stepford Mom kind of Brady Bunch music whenever uh, like for, for a lot of the scenes where we're focusing on the on the creepy mom, which uh, which I think is is useful. And there's also like a really good chimes and xylophone and pipe noises thing for when Beetlejuice shows up suddenly. Um, I, I I can't describe it very precisely, but like. Zane, like, try to try to go watch for a bit of it and see if you can find a clip of it because I thought that was really, it's distinct from the opening, but it's a really good cue to kind of give that, like, we've already talked about it in other episodes where you were on Dan, where like xylophones are really good for kind of spooky set pieces, 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of have I, that like bone imagery, like that. the ribs. Yeah. Um, and for for some reason, it really hit me well. There's a definite like feeling whenever Beetlejuice shows up. Like Beetlejuice shows up is an event. Yeah. Every time. There's like a screen tear and like usually <laughs> lightning flashes, and he does a cackle. It's <laughs> showtime. It's yeah, pretty cool. It's, it's perfectly Matt, exemplified like in the opening. Somebody stop him in the opening credits. Like it's it, it's like a perfect representation of what that event is like. Right. Oh, it feels it? like a physical strain on our world. Like every medium that we can imagine is like coping with his existence. As it should Just, be. We're summoning a fucking ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like you're not supposed to do this. Chi- this 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 stuff. Killed children. Kill children. <laughs> <laughs> well, that snuck in there. With a little little Freudian stitch there. The Neither World Children's Choir. Yeah, <laughs> children. Uh, that that is like a Dark Souls boss. The children. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a big like soup uh, pot with with like children skeletons coming out of it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and like the pot can move around too. <laughs> oh, and as you as you hit it, children skeletons fall out, and then they go underneath, and so it moves faster. I like it. Yeah, I like it. We should workshop yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> this this is a good. This is our new show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Kirk contest, where we talk about the children. <laughs> I guess we should probably talk about the intro. So, how do you feel about a bug crawling through a skull, and then the skull's eyes open, and it's just teeth? I mean. For days, Fucking and then awesome. a corpse jumps out of its grave. This yeah. this intro is great. This is a strong start. It's a very strong start with like the color bleeding into Beetlejuice's clothes, like they're alive and, just, and part of him, and just a constant like swirling vortex of of sights. Like we get moving shots in and out, and a bunch of wacky mm-hmm. characters flying by. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and they're on a. Roller, a little roller coaster of <laughs> it does feel like a roller coaster. Hey. They're on, no, they're in a roller coaster. Yeah. At a certain point in the intro, he he and Lydia are riding in a roller coaster, and they're just going through all of the different happenings in the neither world. And yeah, I can I can hear the music for it right now. It's like this yeah. brass band jamboree, like Donkey Kong Country rendition <laughs> of the Beetlejuice theme song. It's, like, wah, 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 wah. it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, the intro to the show is, it might be one of the things that my shallow brain really tuned into is... As it should. Yeah, it all came flooding back. Yeah, like, it's just an exciting way to begin a show. And, mm-hmm. yeah, Denny Elfman's score is just breathtaking, and visually it's just a cacophony of things to see. It starts off telling you, hey, this show's going to be a cacophony, <laughs> and then it's just... It's a, a monotony. Phony. A cacophony. Yeah, it's a monotony. <laughs> <laughs> pretty close yeah it's not bad yeah. nope. we can workshop this too that's, yep. that's another that's another boss yeah that, that one's in the bag the cacophony <laughs> let's see uh, what else what else we yeah, have to I'm, talk I'm trying about to think here? of other things to talk about I don't think there's else I think that the show is really like very deep in ways that you you can cover quickly and not that all deep in other ways so that also doesn't take long yeah Yeah. i i guess there was one point that i kind of flooded over and if we got a little extra time i wouldn't mind going back to it and discussing a little Mm. little bit please um, which is we already talked about how the main problem i had with the character of beetlejuice was that he was on center stage here as opposed to like this nebulous presence that was 
always clearly a facet of our reality, but it was kind of on the fringes. Like, we're worried that Beetlejuice will show up. We're not, like, fearing when he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, that, that brings some, like, this brings they're using the genre conventions of horror so i feel like having a lighter touch with beetlejuice would have really done better and a couple of thoughts that i had were courage the cowardly dog and invader zim where there's always kind of an alien presence things are always weird but the actual uh the actual most vicious and glaring facets of the alien presence are pretty rare like, it's pretty sporadic that we actually see Zim as a competent, like, ruthless invader taking out organs mm-hmm. and, you know, rampaging across the town. Most of the time, he's played for laughs. Uh, and, and and same with Courage the Cowardly Dog is it, like, it focuses on courage and every single episode, something really spooky is going to happen. And it always, it usually gets me because it's really fucking nuts when it does happen but if we focused on one of them and tried to make a full show out of that weirdo encourage a cowardly dog who like he's like a burglar who has like split personality disorder and thinks that they're his family and is also trying to (laughs) rob them at the same time zane you know which character i'm talking about it's so good (laughs) it's a great episode and he could not sustain that level of jokesmanship for probably two episodes like you you could not do this more than a handful of times and I, I think that that it's it's used sparingly is the, is kind of what horror, i would say for the show the horror of ghosts and the horror of the original beetlejuice comes from the fact that it's dangerous and that you don't understand it's it. unknown yeah and in this show it's not dangerous because it's for kids and after the first after one episode you do understand it mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not that remarkable because it's just puns totally there, there's no menace to beetlejuice in this like mm-hmm. for instance he does interact with the with the deetses outside of lydia mm-hmm. and it's he pranks he, them he pranks them under the <laughs> ridiculous a- disguise of mr beetleman <laughs> I mean, props friendly for the neighborhood name. Beetleman. He's yeah. not haunt. He's not haunting Charles and Delia Dietz. He isn't doing anything like that. He is like just interacting with them in this weird Clark he's, Kenty way. Yeah, where he's just a way. He's just Kramer. He's just a wacky neighbor. He, yeah. He's def- yeah. Well, the the constant exposure and cartoonization of him. He's defanged himself. Like mm-hmm. in the movie, he was like this creepy thing of potentially immense power that you didn't get yeah and by always appearing and always being pretty like you know he's mischievous certainly and he's certainly powerful but he's never like you said menacing nobody at like in in the movie everybody's like you don't want to associate with that guy they're warning against like doing any business with him because he's <laughs> such a creep yeah and, like like he's gonna even if he does what he says he's going to do for you, he's going to stiff you on, like, the bill or something like that. Even, like, Absolutely. Or, or, or he's going to, like, grope you under the, under the cover of, you know... Under the everywhere, really. Under the, under the everywhere. Like, that's, but, that, I mean, like, that's kind of his, yeah. his M.O. Yeah. Yeah. His uh, character just doesn't have that in the show. And it doesn't. Even if there was a little bit of that. You didn't need to take it full pervert. In in a kid's show, but you could have at least like added a little bit of edge mm-hmm. to who he yeah, was. Yeah, like yeah. like maybe don't have him peeping into girls' lockers, but maybe have him like occasionally like turn into like a like scare 
the deets is in a way that is like totally not cool and lydia gets hit with some of that scary shit too mm-hmm. you know I, or like yeah. he, you can he can turn into snakes and go into the girl's locker room but it's not for peeping it's for being snake yeah he just wants to well i don't know about that like i, I mean I, being I, a once snake, we get, man. but man once we get to, <laughs> that's pretty good once we get to girl's locker room i feel like we can safely abandon any amount of this character being menacing <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, th- there's, and I'm gonna steal all the towels. <laughs> there's a, there's, there's something that came to mind. Uh, have you guys read Transmetropolitan? Yes. No, I Trans- haven't. Transmetropolitan. I think you would like it, Dan, because it's this. It's like, what if Hunter S. Thompson lived in the 25th century? <laughs> so like, I like it. I like the it's idea like this of that crazy technoscape that is rotting at every edge. Like it's this horrible place to live. It's like all of our worst impulses put on center stage and amplified through technology. Yeah, and uh, it's one character whose name is awesome, Spider Jerusalem, and his kind of his adventures in trying to bring the ugliness of the city to light so that people can be mad about it. And one of the ways that the people in power try to get around it is like they first they threaten him then they try to take him off the air and when that doesn't work they put him on a cartoon and everyone doesn't think that he's all he's the hot shit anymore he used to be a cool celebrity and he would used to be feared and people would give him a wide berth because he had a reputation for going off the handle and like punching you know important people in the balls and you know just kind of rampaging a little bit yeah he was an unsafe character and by putting him in cartoons They've made him a joke, and he's completely impotent from the from that moment on for a little while. And that's okay. what that's what it reminded me of in Beetlejuice is they have cartoonified him to the point at which he just does not he doesn't have any weight. There is nothing unfamiliar or menacing about him at all. I love that. Thank and you. I'm going to spin it off into a new fan theory that is going to tie <laughs> this cartoon. <laughs> To the film. Okay. So, if anybody recalls at the very end of Beetlejuice, uh, Beetlejuice gets eaten by a sandworm. Sure. And it is implied that he... Happens to the best of us. Sandworms. And he, the next time we see him, he is sitting in the waiting room at the Bureau for Ghost Affairs, which I have to assume is what that place is called. Yeah. Which implies to me that he has died another death. And he is waiting to meet with his new caseworker. And this is his punishment. <laughs> this is how they once and for all deal with the Beetlejuice problem. That's is, amazing. <laughs> is they, 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 th- they think exactly what you just described. And it's like, <laughs> we need to neutralize this by putting him in the most ridiculous and the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Neutered? Neutered. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, we need to that's neuter. That's exactly this. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We need to neuter this guy. Actually, that's a perfect because he is yeah. a sex pervert. Um, perfect. And so <laughs> a that's, literal sex monster. And so that's what they do. I'm a sex monster. The neither world is, and this cartoon is a concoction of of the bureau of the bureau of ghost affairs. That's great. They did to him what we did to Halloween. Dan, you've done it. You have done it. They put him in a big foam rubber costume of himself and let him I've, do the same thing and no one's scared. I've solved the case. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, I wouldn't have gotten there without you, man. You should be some <laughs> sort of fancy city lawyer. <laughs> and and uh, and yeah, I think that is what makes this fitting that we 
that it's still a quote-unquote horror show that we can talk about on Halloween because we we did that to Halloween, which was once protection against the demons, mm-hmm. right? And now it's yeah. just, you know, an excuse to have fun and eat candy. Yeah. It- arguably the two least scary things. Yeah. yeah. And to invent ridiculously, like, slutty versions of otherwise mundane costumes. Well, let's not slut shame. <laughs> that, that's Beetlejuice's influence over the over the costume industry. <laughs> Slutty Eminem. <laughs> Slutty Eminem, give it to me. Because of those costumes, if we ever actually encountered a ghost, we wouldn't be afraid. Slutty Eminem is a pretty funny idea <laughs> that I wish I had. had. Like that's not even a costume. That's just how they designed the green one. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Do you, like which one was the new one that they like designed to be a real weird nerd that you weren't supposed to like oh no <sighs> weird nerd eminem i'm so <laughs> out of the loop on eminem weird trivia that i'm not aware of this Dan, one you take up law you lose your eminem lore you're losing that candy coated <laughs> edge i i am legitimately very proud that you were able to find like carton cast levels of conspiracy theory to make shit make sense you're i'm calling it it's on the cartoni awards vote for this conspiracy you're 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 just pushing me through to that. I, I greatly appreciate that. It's <laughs> thus ends your thus ends your tutorial. If your apprenticeship, if, if I can use my mind for anything, it is to come up with ridiculous cartoon related conspiracy theories. Yeah, I, I do like it. the The Beetlejuice says, "Uh, this is his punishment: is that he has to be on a cartoon." Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's extremely let's, good. Uh, let's use that to uh, start wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think we're in agreement that, um, you know, this show diverges significantly from the source material and not in a positive way, but in a way that may have been necessary for the demographic. Mm-hmm. And I'm still amazed that it lasted as long as it did. It, it does have, like, if you're going for that demographic, it does have all the touchstones. It's got gross humor and it's got fun things to look at. Like, it, it makes sense to me that this lasted for a long time. It just... It doesn't get to the core of what makes Beetlejuice special, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. its only like real sin is that I feel like that we're losing a lot of a great character because of this it, it, of this um, mismatched format character kind of thing. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I am in agreement there. Um, it's definitely a show that you shouldn't think too hard about. No, certainly not. Yeah. And I, it's certainly not this, the kind of thing that you should binge. No. Did, did, is that, was that your experience? Try to watch four in a row, did you? I tried, and yeah, from time to time, I had to take breaks. I mean, this that was could definitely just be... a Binding of Isaac uh, cartoon for me. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the proper function of this show is if you if it's late at night and you've been watching something scary, like a scary video game or a scary movie or something, and like you're Slender too freaked pants. out to go to bed. You watch this, and it transitions nicely into just this banality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see it. Like, it, if you also, I will say this show. This like how, how how afraid can I be of the man who turns into cheese? Yeah, the, the show does would function very well for one very particular case, which is if you watched the movie Beetlejuice when you were too young, and maybe mm-hmm. it scared you. Then you know, watch a few episodes of this. It will probably not scare you anymore. Yeah, that could very well be the case. In my experience, is oh yeah, I'm, did, this, I'm, did the movie scare been, you? It might have. I'm trying to remember back, like specifically, like Ghostbusters Two scared me. 
I found Vigo the Carpathian a terrifying character. Like I had to leave the room whenever, <laughs> really? whenever that head, whenever that head started talking, and Max von yeah. Sydow's voice came booming through the <laughs> through the slime portrait. Like, and so, like as a child, maybe I was exposed too early to the adult humor of Beetlejuice, and then the aesthetic was such that, I, like, I enjoyed the aesthetic, but mm. I didn't understand Beetlejuice, and so having this show put in front of me gave me a new way to engage with that aesthetic gives you context yeah and there's value there yeah i think so Mm. i'm not sure okay so if you ever had children would you show this to them at any point probably not like i feel like there are better shows to like i think that this is obsolete compared to things like courage of the cowardly dog definitely a product of its time because i can't expect that Beetlejuice is going to be something that a lot of people track down these days, <laughs> which the movie itself as the reference and then but like as the reference point and then the show. Like, which is like a shame much because horror, I, you have to have a taste for this specific thing to get the most out of it. Yeah. Which is, I think if uh, if ki- if the kids were like young enough to still find gross humor really appealing and also needed to learn how to do like have a good base of puns ready yet for any given moment this would be a good show for like hey kids instead of talking about you know doo-doo how about you talk about you know the uh, weird monster man eh i don't know mm-hmm. I, that's a hard thing to prove <laughs> those were elements in the show i'll grant you that yeah that's true <laughs> we'll have to conduct a longitudinal study mm-hmm. <laughs> okay which we'll is my science. answer for everything we'll get our <laughs> science. nobody knows how to call you on that yeah <laughs> All I know for sure is that the movie remains part of my Halloween repertoire. There we go. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I watch it every year pretty much at this point. I, Once a I'd year, like, though. Yeah. To, to, to kind of bring us out and, and totally wrap up, one last Halloween thing that I just thought of. Let's each recommend a movie. A Halloween uh, a scary movie for uh, other people to watch if they're into it. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I will go first because I thought of it so you guys get a little bit more time. Uh, I recently saw uh, with my boyfriend the movie Hush, which is excellent and terrifying. So uh, the protagonist <laughs> is a deaf woman who is hunted in her own house. And it's very, mm. very cool and extremely badass and just gut-wrenchingly like, oh, it's so it's so scary. It's like one of the scariest times I've had watching a movie. Oh, but it's great great um mine isn't as horrifying although the book certainly was uh, creepy uh john dies at the end uh, <laughs> classic one of my one of my favorites <laughs> i love the book i it's haven't seen the film after a fashion the books are fantastic yeah. they're very interesting <laughs> i do like the movie as well that door cannot be opened <laughs> gets me every time and for me I- i'm gonna say i, I- I'm going to go with the classic, and it's just because I just picked it up on Blu-ray, and I intend to watch it before the Halloween season is, is out. The Halloween. Oh, oh a, yeah. Yeah, John Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah, the original. Jamie Lee Curtis being menaced by a man in a William Shatner mask. <laughs> the, the, the scariest fate I can imagine. Yeah. She keeps on being menaced. Yeah, and it's just... it. I feel... The, I'm feeling the nostalgia this year for some reason. And so I yeah. needed to own it and I need to watch it before the 31st comes and goes. Mm-hmm. So that's my recommendation is good. Like go find yourself a classic, like any, any classic horror or monster film. 
like do it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I wish Netflix originals were better. It seems like they're putting out a lot of a lot of horror, but it's all very underwhelming. So yeah, I, I feel like a lot of it is also like kind of trying trying to be too edgy and not really mm-hmm. get sinking into the great. I don't know. I I I don't have the verbology to kind of talk about horror in a in a considered way. So I'm just I gonna mean, drop it. You have the verbology to invent the word verbology. So yeah, that's what <laughs> I've known for. But yeah, verbology my... and verbonomy. Yeah. <laughs> and verbonomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, find man. yourself a classic and hunker down and um, <laughs> eat some candy and throw yep. it at children if they Dick come knocking about... at your door. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll do. Uh, we I would love to get you to like just write me a list of horror classics at some point, Dan, because I I feel like I admit like I feel mm. like I've been derelict in my studies. Oh well, uh, I'll do my best. Catch up. Yeah, please uh, let me yeah. know because I'm interested in kind of revisiting a lot of classics. Um, mm. and th- this would be a good way to do it. Listener, if you've been derelict in your duties, go ahead and write in a review of the Carton Cast. And mention our great segues. <laughs> Man, see, I, I see you every so every couple of episodes, you kind of dip your toe into trying to be able to bring in this, like, right into the carton cast bit. How is it? How does it feel on your end? It's not good. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't look... <laughs> but otherwise, the podcast just keeps going. It doesn't look very natural. You can just ask me to do it. I will. Probably will. <laughs> at some point. Uh, listener, if you enjoyed listening to us, or if you just want to be good people and didn't enjoy listening to us, either way, you can go ahead and write in a comment to the Carton cast um, and tell us what you think of horror, of... Uh, I don't know. What else did we talk about? The mask. Uh <laughs> <laughs> about uh sex monsters in the netherworld about stepford smilers whatever whatever really floats your boat go ahead and write into the carton cast or uh our facebook page or our website cartoncast.com or our group website fancybat.com to check out the other shows on the network uh if you want to do us a great favor go to itunes and give us a rating or review give us a five star review if you think we are worth exactly five stars no more and no less um and yeah more than anything else tell your friends about the show and enjoy your hallows eve and next up yeah this is the, the you, you take over when i'm done with that <laughs> i have so, nothing to add we missed a gear <laughs> excellent <laughs> excellent um so ben yeah after beetlejuice yes. what will we be watching well, Zane. Next time. <laughs> well, Zane. <laughs> well. Yeah. Next next time, we'll uh, be watching uh, Clone High, which is a quirky mm. little weird show that features a bunch of uh, famous people that are all resurrected for a high school AU, uh, including people such as that uh, creepy guy from Men in Black. So that should be fun. Not actually true, but we were talking about him as well, and I wanted to think about him again. Which guy? But it does have JFK. Ah, uh, Zed. Yeah. Which yeah. guy from Men in Black? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, D'Onofrio. Yeah, I couldn't. Re- I can't remember names. Uh, and, uh, and and after mm. that, Zane, what are we doing? After that, um, I wanted to um watch something that I hadn't seen before, but have been wanting to look at for a while because I understand that it is relevant. In terms of informing the tone of modern TV shows, Power uh, we're going to watch the marvelous, the marvelous misadventures of Flapjack. Flapjack. I, I, I do believe it. that it's most commonly referred to as Flapjack. 
yes, this is the only time we will include the prefix of the Marvelous Misadventures among my favorite prefaces. Well, we'll, we'll probably include it in the show as well, like when we go okay. to, when we do the episode. But you know what? Here's a fun challenge, Zane. Try not to include it, <laughs> and we'll see how we'll see how we do. I will do my best. Yeah, try, try to trick me into doing it. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm looking forward to both of those episodes. Uh, Dan, thank mm-hmm. you again so much for coming on for the spooky season. Thank you for having me. And if you have any thoughts about the dickering of contract terms under the Uniform Commercial Code, please drop JT and I a line at cocktailpartycongress at gmail.com and listen to our show, The Cocktail Party Congress, also on the Fancy Bat Network. Ooh, by the way, uh, I, I have something to show both of you. Please. Da, 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 da. Oh my God! Is that look at this uh, shit? It's a business card. Business yeah, card. I That's got all made. professional and Wait. stuff. Wait. Booyah! Ooh, nice. Yeah, that guy. Great. Yeah, That's I'll wonderful. send up. Send up. I'll send some up for out for Zane. My guess is that you don't want Carton Cast business cards, Dan. But uh, I'll get you that image for the. the <laughs> You'd backs. be surprised. Please do. That's incredible. Thank you for that. Absolutely. That's a great, great. idea. Thanks for helping us uh, <laughs> spread our brand. Yeah, being in the business of a business, uh, and yeah, let's let's take ourselves out of the uh, out of the podcast. How do we how out do we get out of dimension. this? How do we get out of this podcast realm? Jump in the line, carton cast, carton cast, carton cast. <laughs> I like it. It got kind of farty at the end there. It's it's hard. To, it's hard to say. It's actually really hard to say your podcast name three times fast. Yeah, that's by design. It's, it's only. Cast, it's actually cast. hard to say it once. Like yeah. I, I don't think I've met a person who's pronounced it correctly. Because of course, why would they? It's the repetition <laughs> of k sounds like Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like it. It rolls off of itself. Yes, yeah, it does. Beetlejuice really <laughs> flows. Yes. All right, Zane. Zane will figure out how somewhere to cut that. Sonora, I tell you friends, I adore her, and when she dances, oh brother, she's a hurricane in all kinds of weather, jump in the line, rock your body on time, okay, I believe you, jump in the line, Alright, how about this, okay. fuck Hill Mary, um, uh, jail cell, in cell, or free cell? <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, that's a, that's a doozy, that's a doozy right there. <laughs> I'm going to have to say... There's one correct answer. There. <laughs> um, I got a lot of money riding on this, Dan. You better get it. Okay. Kill the jail cell. Okay. Fuck the incel. Really? Yeah. Give him one. Everybody gets one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what, it's what they would have wanted. Yeah, show them about what they wanted. Show them that their whiny approach to life is for naught, and that it really doesn't. It, it just n- nothing good is going to come of that mindset. And then uh, marry free cell because that's a fun yeah, game. I mean, that'll it'll keep I, you I entertained marry for free cell. That's for a fun years. game. <laughs> I've played my I, share of. I, I I've dicked away many an hour playing free cell. Oh in my yeah, youth. yeah. I it, my minesweeper for me. 
Do I, do I have to come? <laughs> you have to come up with one? Do yes. I have to come up with one now? I should <laughs> it's your turn. You see, last night JT ambushed me with... This is empowered for this week. <laughs> you see, the <laughs> Kill Fuck Mary, the empowered, the Kill Fuck Mary edition. That's not bad. Okay. Um, but, oh, you, you see, I, I got ambushed last night, too, when I was recording with JT, so now I need to, like, I need to come up with one real quick. You got ambushed? What does that mean? He... You weren't expecting to record? No, he 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 opened with a question that I I feel like I should have had advanced knowledge, so I had a prepared answer. He obviously put some forethought into it. He he asked, "Do you have a favorite Supreme Court case?" And, <laughs> That's a loaded question. And then I favorite. just launched into this tirade about a couple of the landmark cases that I've learned about so far in law school, and probably did a bad job explaining them, but. Then he obviously started reading notes that he had taken on one, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> I yeah. whiffed it. I would have gone with Board of Education versus Brown, where the Board of Education accuses <laughs> Brown of murder, and <laughs> Brown has to defend himself. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how that went. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Citation needed. Counter. <laughs> Counter offer. <laughs> have you guys ever thought about a here's here's a fun little hypothetical for you both sure you know how murderers as they are portrayed in media and otherwise <laughs> they generally have them big stabby knives or like at very least like kitchen knives like the they got a good blade to them a good heft you can get a lot of power behind it oh yeah why hasn't anyone tried a paring knife <laughs> like really why not enough <laughs> I guess not really. I have a theory, and it's that look at the length of the blade of a paring knife. You're not going to get much penetration on that. And I, I totally understand that I just use the word penetration. We're, I'm comfortable just riding past it and not, you know, I needed to deliberating address it. on it too. Well, I mean, <laughs> I feel like the more, you know, humane thing to do is just <laughs> pretend it didn't happen. Just, just act like I did not use that word. But anyway, my point is... Like you're not gonna you're not gonna hit any major organs that way. Well, how about a professional torturer? I guess. I mean, you really didn't know what you're doing to get I the did job say done. With professional, the Dan. This they put true. the hours in. Yeah, this is true. They're experienced. Mm-hmm. They get paid for their work. Yeah, they wouldn't be they 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 wouldn't be cast in a movie or put in prison if they weren't really. I mean, no, wait. If they the- made it to prison, it means they were bad at it and they got caught. Yeah, unless they married the jail cell. Unless they married the jail cell. In which case, that's cell. just where they go home at night. Yeah. <laughs> where they hang their hat. If you think about it, all like murderers and torturers and people like that in films are amateur murderers, right? Like, they're not professional. Like, they've never done the thing that they're trying to portray yeah no uh, well also they're not they don't like, get their, they don't have the real gusto of the role they're not following the same code of professional ethics that like m- assassins and mafia hitmen usually have like usually there are rules governing that dan what's the first rule uh no wives no let's kids. get some insider intel here no wives no kids uh no judges no, no public no officials um what else I can I can rattle off a few more. Just 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 the, just the guy what needs if you, doing in. If you fail to assassinate the same person three times, he goes free. Yeah, no, he gets just he like gets a shot at you. He gets a shot at you. I feel like they get a to, shot at you every time. <laughs> you have to tell him. Do you, if you 
murder your would-be murderer i feel like you're allowed to take his place what do you guys think yeah who, who murders the murderers that's a great <laughs> point ben me <laughs> i did i thought that's how it always worked <laughs> i've got a lot to learn here we've got this a lot is gonna of be we're, we're yeah, we're rattling off a ton of bullshit. We did not even get close <laughs> to starting. This is going to be a wreck. Not at all. <laughs> okay, kill, fuck, marry. Oh, he's still he's still workshopping it behind I'm, the he scenes. He never did get it. I've been crunched. He did mention the major organs, and now I'm kind of curious. Like, what do you consider the major organs to be? Okay, kill, fuck, marry. The major gallbladder. I don't want party lines on this. <laughs> nope. Kill, fuck, marry. Gallbladder. Gall stones. No, the that's, galls. Not, that's not an organ. Let me finish my thought. I'm still formulating it, but let me finish it first. Were you actually going to go for the organs? Yeah, kill, fuck, marry, gallbladder, okay. appendix, hmm. and duodenum. <sighs> Married to duodenum. No, no need to think about that. Sure. We are codependent. I've got your back. I rely very heavily <laughs> on the duodenum. Yeah, you've got a bit of an abusive relationship there. Without knowing which sphincter that is, it's the it's the first one. It's the one that opens up into the, the small intestine. First of his name. The first, of his, line. I, first of his name. Heir <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the heir to the heir to the porcelain throne. There we go. Got it. Dan liked it. I am enjoying this <laughs> entire train of thought. <laughs> Let it never be derailed. Continue. You would marry the Duodenum. Uh, probably fuck the gallbladder because okay. I'm not as worried about it rupturing. And that feels like a thing that like, that feels like a lot of, well, I guess killing is going to maybe rupture the appendix bile. as well. Bile is the natural lubrication. That that was weirdly, that is a place that my brain had crossed <laughs> to. And this might surprise you. I decided it was not worth saying, Zane. <laughs> I... I didn't have that filter. It was like I sure hope a, all of this gets posted night. on the internet. It's a rare <laughs> night that your filter is worse than mine, Zane. Wait, is my filter not working? Oh your, boy, your your filter is fine. Your your pop. Nice Beetlejuice joke. Yeah, the yucks never stop. Never ever ever. Bye, Zane. Well, I guess. Yep. Cool. I'm I'm Zane now. <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> are, you sure, are you sure you can handle the, <laughs> the responsibility is... responsibility doesn't feel like the right word <laughs> i don't know shake 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 sinora shake your body liner shake 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 sinora shake it all the time Work.